Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. Gentlemen, you feeling good today? <laughs> mm, yes. <A> deja vu. <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like well, my bones are stronger today. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, feel free to subscribe where you don't get your podcast, too. That helps us as well. So. <laughs> Does it? it does, anybody subscribing wherever, that That's helps true. Us, so. That is very That's true. Right. Multiple places that you listen to podcasts, we'll take it all. Just come hang out with us on a pretty much daily basis. We're here so, for you. Sometimes twice in a day. This is true. <laughs> Uh, today we are going to preview a potential Suns versus Pelicans first round matchup. Mm-hmm. This is our final preview of the Thank week. God. Oh yes. And, uh, <laughs> Where's the champagne? Just gonna break Let's it down go. for you guys real quick. The Pelicans Lindsay's- finished the regular season with a 36 and 46 record. The Suns went three and one against them this season. And as we do all of these kind of potential previews. What are some reasons the Suns will win this series? Well, it ain't because of Eric Bledsoe, because I was thrown off by that <laughs> opening graphic. I was like, does Eric Bledsoe play for the New Orleans Perry? I had to look at the roster just to make sure. I was like, no, he doesn't. Okay, cool. So it's not going to be not him. anymore. Well, that's astute. He's right. <laughs> I, yeah. That's an astute observation. If you don't uh, play yes, for the team, correct. you can't have an impact. I know. Go ahead, Analysis. Guys. That's advanced stats. That is, that is advanced stats. <laughs> Look, that's uh, also throwing our producer under the bus. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, look, the Pelicans are an interesting team. It's tough to to really know what you're getting when it comes to them uh, in this series because they acquire CJ McCollum at the trade deadline. Uh, Ingram's been out. Who the hell knows what's going on with Zion? Like this is a this is a team that you don't know, and that's. That's scary to me just going into that because, yeah, there's some film with C.J. McCollum. You've played him, uh, you know, against them. You know C.J. McCollum well from his time in Portland, but mm-hmm. that that scares me. But, look, the Suns are just a better team. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've said this a lot in these previews, <laughs> but that's, that's just the case. The Suns are a significantly better team than New Orleans and – New Orleans is going to have to go through two play-in games and win two games just to get to Sunday in Phoenix. So I don't feel overly concerned at all when it comes to New Orleans because the Suns are from fundamentally sound. The only way they'd have problems with New Orleans is if they did it to themselves. That is very true because I want to go back to what you were saying. The Pelicans are a tough team to peg just because they you know, added McCollum. That totally changes the complexion of any series because... You know, as we saw in the game that the Suns lost to the Pelicans when McCollum played, he's very good against the Suns. He's one of those under-the-radar Suns killers, um, and he's just so shifty off the dribble, around screens, can get his shot up at any time. That's a tough guy to guard in any playoff series, um, especially because if you put Mikael Bridges on that guy, well, then you still have Brandon Ingram, who is a long, lanky wing, and the Suns have struggled with guys like that when they can't put Mikael on him. You know, we saw it with Paul George last year. Not that Ingram is George, but he's a very good player. Um, the thing for me is that the Pelicans are not a very efficient team. They're 23rd in field goal percentage, 27th 
in three-point percentage, and they take the seventh fewest threes per game. Now, obviously, McCollum changes that season-long average a little bit, but they're just not a great shooting team outside of him. So that's one thing that's in their favor. Um, And also, Brandon Ingram is coming off a hamstring injury. He hasn't played in a week. He's going to play in the play-in game um, and should be good to go, but that's something I'll be keeping an eye on is how healthy does he look, how good does he look, and of course the Zion thing mm-hmm. that's kind of hanging overhead to a lesser degree like the Kawhi Leonard thing we talked about with the Clippers. But if you add a guy like that into a series without any reps basically all season, how is your team going to look? I um, am probably more afraid of the Pelicans than any of the other three teams really? um, that exist, even the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that game that we saw about roughly about a month, month and a half ago, um, kind of give you a glimpse. Now I know they were shooting pretty lights out, especially Brandon Ingram. He was he was having one of those games, mm-hmm. but that just kind of gave me a glimpse in terms of matchups length. They probably have more length than anybody else that they could possibly play in the first round. Uh, and when we talk about the depth at center, they have depth at center. Uh, when you're talking about some of the perimeter players now that CJ McCollum is there, I feel like they match up better with the Suns than any of the other three teams um, that we've spoken about. Uh, they give me great concern because uh, on on a good night, defensively, they're sound and they can they can block a lot of shots and they can really be a nuisance out there. And they got some young guys that don't know any better, like Jackson Hayes, um, that that can make a difference in these games. So to me, that's the one team I was like, I don't really want to play the Pelicans. I'd rather play anybody else but the Pelicans. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that, to be honest with you. I mean, I get it. But also, I don't like I like I know what I'm going to get from the Clippers, right? I know Paul George is probably going to show up, even though he's, you know, you never know. He's like a box of chocolates. Um, and and then you know, with the Timberwolves, you know, you know the stars there. With the Pelicans, it's kind of so all over the place. You don't know if CJ McCollum's going to be the bell cow, or if it's going to be Brandon Ingram, or hell, it, it could be even be a Graham. Like you just you just never know from night to night, and that's the scary part is that. One guy could go off versus another, which is I know that's the case for any of these teams, but matchup wise, especially length wise, I just feel like that's a team that could take a a DA out of his game. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about DA being the X factor basically in all these series. And if DA is not effective on the glass or he's not into it offensively, and these guys are the reason why the whole game changes and it basically comes down to Devin Booker and CP three against your other, your other squad and, I just don't like that so much. I I agree with you that I, I think I still have the Clippers in terms of like the team. I think this this sure would be worst oh, against sorry, the Suns. Um, but I agree with you. The Pelicans are a sneaky good opponent for the Suns team, and I think they're probably the team I would like to face the second least. If that makes sense. Like they are a very strong team, and they've been totally different since they got McCollum. Yeah. They started the season 1 and 12 so their record is a little misleading but they've had a winning record since then barely 35 and 34. And the stats and the metrics it's hard to to figure that out because mm-hmm. of CJ McCollum. Right. You know. It's so. a it's a totally different team compared to what they've been for most of the season. They're 14 and 14 since adding McCollum but they have a top 10 net rating in that time. So they've been playing like a very good, very different team and I think with Willie Green you know, he was a guy that needed some time to figure it out, get this totally new group of guys on the same page. And once they did, they built up some momentum. So 
their record's a little bit deceiving in terms of how much of a challenge they might be. And then, uh-huh. and they, oh, I'm sorry. And then you throw in Zion Williamson, who I don't think is going to play very much if he does at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is that that X factor. You just never know what what he might bring to the table. Uh, I feel like some of these series, you know, we've we've talked about Kawhi mm-hmm. and we've talked about other guys possibly coming back or or giving it a go. Steph Curry might give it a go. We don't know. Zion hasn't played in like over a year, it feels like. Right. And and even if he does play, legitimately, what kind of shape will he be in? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but Zion's not a vet. So it's not like he can find a way to seamlessly fit into a no. team like a yeah. veteran might be able to coming back from an injury. Exactly. So he I doesn't actu- have that experience. I actually think that that would be a detriment to New Orleans if mm-hmm. he was to play because now you have to – to fit really a, a a square peg into a round hole, and I just don't see that fit. Look, I I understand that that the Pelicans can can pose some problems, but when I look at this, I don't see a path where they could win a series with the Clippers. I see a path where if everything went right, the Clippers could beat the Suns. If everything goes right, I don't see where New Orleans can beat the Suns. I could see where they could force a, a difficult series, but I don't see a path to victory for them. I mean, I could see that with the Clippers. But we've we've seen it though. We've seen a, a you know, yeah, we saw a, them one win one game. I mean, it, winning four games out of seven is sure, very difficult. Sure, true, but again, like uh, you, that one game tells you that there is a path. You know what I'm saying? I, I just the Suns would have to implode and the Pelicans would have to play perfectly and I don't see that happening. Four different times. There's a there's a way I could see the Clippers play to somewhat of their potential. The Suns play to play down a little bit, and the Clippers get a path to victory. I don't see it with New Orleans. Yeah, I with with New Orleans to me, it's it's almost like what they say: styles make fights. And I I could see New Orleans being more of a pest uh, defensively with their length than say the the Clippers, for instance. Like that's just my opinion. And that's what I believe in. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, in terms of because you you mentioned the term X factor, so we could probably talk about those. I I think Willie Green is one that flies under the radar. We've talked about Pop. We've talked about these various different coaches, but like Willie Green is intimately familiar mm-hmm. with Monty's system, with what the Suns run, with their players and their tendencies. That helps because as much as you know, Monty says that everybody in the league knows what everybody runs. It's just a matter of stopping it. That's true, but when you have that intimate familiarity with, you know, okay, you know so if this isn't there, tick. this, Actual yeah, play names yeah, like around. counters and tweaks and all of that, um, and I think that Pelicans game that we're talking about was one of the rare occasions where Monty got out coached this season, just because I think Green has that leg up on knowing the type of stuff that are going to run, um, and then we'll dive into the size and the rebounding, but that back line: Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, Willie Hernan Gomez, Larry Nance Jr., who they added. And then they have long wings like Herb Jones and Josh Hart who crash the boards hard. Those are problem areas for this Suns team just in terms of length, size, and strength because we know JV is a monster down there. If you talk about defensive rebounding, you better be on your A game in that one, in that series. Mm-hmm. And that that could turn the tide in a series like that. So to me, that's a large reason why I could see a path forward. I don't think it's going to happen. But it, of all four teams, to me, the path forward is a little clearer for me with the Pelicans than the other three. Uh, for me, an X factor is the ability to trap in the in the back backcourt, trapping mm-hmm. the backcourt guys. Willie Green did that uh, 
earlier in the season against Chris Paul. Chris Paul's actually talked about, you know, how he didn't particularly it wasn't his favorite thing there. Uh, so I think that is is an X factor. What kind of pressure can the New Orleans defense get on Chris Paul? Get on Devin Booker uh, and the Suns ball handlers. That's that's where you can rattle this team if you do it right. So and I think they've been since the McCollum trade. They've been something like I want to say 13th in defensive rating. So they've been a lot better. I think. Overall, they're 18th in offensive rating and 19th in defensive rating. But since that trade, they've moved up to 9th and 13th in those areas. The next factor for me, real quick, is just Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. What kind of Brandon Ingram is going to show up? Is it going to be the the great Brandon Ingram that we've seen from time to time? Or is it going to be the L.A. Lakers version? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a special guest joining us now. Mason Ginsburg, writer for Bourbon Street Shots and host of the In the Know podcast, on Blue Wire. Mason, thank you so much for joining us and taking some time out of your day today. How are you? Good. Uh, four on one, it looks like, uh, which may be a, uh, a preview of what my what the series could look like. If it's all <laughs> and, uh, play. But, uh, but uh, no, good to be here. Thanks for having me. We promise we won't go too hard in the paint. We'll, <laughs> we'll just make this real easy, I swear. Uh, just to start things off, maybe just give us a bit of an overview, things that we should know about this Pelicans team. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the the overarching theme is ever since the CJ trade, this team has been uh, real tough when when healthy. Um, and when healthy, obviously the Zion piece looms over all this. But when when I say when healthy, I'm kind of I'm, I'm putting taking him out of the picture because he hasn't been with the team all season. But this team with Ingram, with CJ, with Jonas, with Herb Jones, I mean they they've been very strong um, when they've all been together, and so. Uh, I, I think you know it's going to be tough for, for them to even get to to do a series with Phoenix, but um, if if they're all um, you know coming with uh, with good health, I think they'll be they'll be tough. How do you like your guys' matchup against the Spurs? And then I'll piggyback and say, how do you like your chances to possibly get to a, to an eight seed? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel good about this the game against the Spurs tomorrow night. I, I think um, <laughs> San Antonio's played New Orleans tough all season, so it's not going to be – I mean, you can look at the two rosters and say that the Pelicans have the talent advantage, and I think that's fair. But Spurs play tough. They play well for Pop. For Pop and uh, so, I mean, I, I, I do like them in that game, but I, I think with CJ and uh, with Brandon – um, it's, it's just too much offensive firepower for them to keep up with. Um, they've got some good, uh, obviously defensive, uh, players who can, you know, sl- try to slow down, uh, th- those types of players for new Orleans, but, um, I don't think they'll be able to la- outlast them for 48 minutes. Um, I, I as for the, the next game, should they win? That's a lot, that's a lot different story. I mean, the, you could say the exact same things I said about the Pelicans, about the Los Angeles Clippers, since Paul George came back and since they, you know, they've reintegrated, uh, you know, Co- Covington and Powell. Um, and, and then obviously the, I mean, the, 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 the Timberwolves belong in the playoffs outright. I mean, it's, it's tough for them. They even have to be in this playing situation with their record. So um, it's going to be it, it, either team, the Pelicans potentially face on Friday will be, a, will be a challenge. Mason, I wanted to ask about, because, you know, this team, this Pelicans team looks a lot different from, you know, most of their meetings against the Suns this season. There were only the two games with CJ. Um, what, kind of stands out to you in terms of key players in this matchup or key matchups in the series Suns versus Pelicans? Yeah, ironically, the, the, the game that sticks out to me against the Suns was the one earliest in the season. 
mm-hmm. um, where the Pelicans really hung tough for a long time. And, and there were, I, I feel like there was some weird thing that happened with Jonas and Herb Jones where there was a concussion. The two, I think a, a Jonas elbow caught Herb Jones and he had to leave the game and the game kind of turned after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I think he's obviously, he's super important to the team, but I, I, I look at, um, I'm very curious if the series comes to pass, what Willie Green does with Jonas Valanciunas, because he's been very, uh, a big piece of what the Pelicans have done. He's been on the floor all season, which has been really important in being and staying healthy. But Chris Paul's picked him apart. <laughs> and Chris Paul does that with a lot of centers like Jonas. And so, um, you know, how does he manage his minutes? Because he's still going to be a valuable player for the team in the series. But against a, a point guard like Chris Paul, you know, he he can he can take advantage of matchups like that. And so to, does Willie go small? Now that Larry Nance is with the team, he could figure in pretty pretty heavily for the Pelicans at the five potentially. And, and so the, I think Willie as a rookie head coach will really be tested in a series like this to figure out what matchups he could really um, use for extended periods of time. So based on the name of your website, I assume it's a bar review site for New Orleans. So where are the best <laughs> shots on Bourbon Street? <laughs> <laughs> the best shots on Bourbon Street are don't go to Bourbon Street. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Pl- pl- plenty of other uh, good spots in New Orleans <laughs> to, to check out. Um, New- I mean, Bourbon Street's got its uh, a couple of places that are that are decent, but uh, I think <laughs> most locals would tell you go go somewhere else. <laughs> All right. I, on a serious note, if you guys do find a way to make it into that one eight matchup, what's your prediction? Where where do you think a series against the Suns would end up? I think the I think the Pelicans could take a game. Um, I, I don't think it'd go much more than that. I mean, I, I, I look back, I compare it to so the last time the Pelicans were in the playoffs. They swept Portland, but then they played the Warriors, and the Warriors kind of gentlemen swept them away. And I, I think you might see something similar with 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 New Orleans. I mean, I, I think that there's enough there. Again, if Willie Green can can manage rotations the right way um, to steal a game, um, we'll get with, you know, Herb Jones, I think against Devin Booker would be, is, it would be critical for them to at least hang. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he's been the way, I mean, Mike Prado wrote a great piece, uh, today, uh, about how, how good and important he's been for the Pelicans and how good he's been overall as a defender in this league, not just as a rookie. Um, but so I, I think that the Pelicans do have enough if everyone comes in healthy to, to at least make it look competitive from game to game. But I don't, I don't, think the Pelicans could really realistically get more than a uh, win more than a game in a series like this. I mean, it, uh, losing the series four to two would be a, a big step for this team, in my opinion. Is there an actual chance that Zion could be back? I mean, we've heard rumblings. What are you hearing actually in and around the team? Unlikely. Um, I, I won't totally shut the door on it, uh, but it's it, the, the team hasn't said anything about it. Um, there's been reports uh, about the fact that he's probably not coming back this season. And just based on what we know about where he is in his ramp up, I think it would be surprising to me to see him on the floor at any point. And re- regardless, I mean, I think he's not going to jump back into any game and play 35 minutes. Right. And so um, I, I think at, at best you'd see him in the floor in, in spurts, kind of like how he started out his rookie year. But it would be pretty surprising to me to see him on the floor in series against Phoenix. I was going to ask as well about Ingram because he, you know, missed that week, the last week of the season with the hamstring. But uh, I know that he's good to go for the playing game. Is there any, is that just kind of a managing his load right before the the playoffs, or is there lingering concern over what he might look like coming off of that? It's a good question. Uh, hard to say for sure um, without being there. Um, but I, I think 
the team feels good uh, about him. It, seems, it sounds like they're messaging all the right things. He's probable for tomorrow night. It sounds like he's going to be a, a full go, um, practice fully today. So uh, the hope is that he's, you know, he, he's he's ready to go. But I think I think it's a fair question around: Can you throw him out there for forty plus minutes after he took the last week off, uh, just make, resting out, resting and getting uh, getting ready for this play-in uh, situation? So. Um, and, and that's that's an important factor because you, you'd want I mean, it's a playoffs. You want to play your starters or your stars or close to around 40 minutes a night in the, in the playoff situation like this. And so um, and if you can't, then you're looking down, you know, down lineup and you're, you're not, you know, you guy you're replacing Ingram with is is yeah, it just kind of depends on the matchup. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it's certainly a, a factor. We've talked a lot about Willie Green so far through our conversation. He's obviously a He's got a lot of fans here in Phoenix. We're all rooting for him um, outside of a potential series situation, of course. Uh, just how have you seen him kind of grow and develop into a head coach throughout the season? It, it's been so special and inspiring to watch the way that Willie Green has gotten the players behind him. Uh, there seems to be so much joy in, in the locker room. And, and you know, for, for a team that's tending, 10 games of their 500 or, or, or more, I mean, this is not – it's something you you may expect, but I, I mean, I don't know if you heard Josh Hart's uh, podcast uh, with with uh, I think it was Cameron uh, for we did it with with JJ of Redick, but there, there was this it's a it's a transformational shift between last year and this year, uh, and what what you know what, what Willie has been able to do as a rookie head coach is is really truly special. You know, obviously, there are some things uh, that will be improved upon. A lot of times, I feel like as a as a young coach who was a player in the league for, for as long as Willie was, you, you may form allegiances to certain players, certain vets. Um, I, I think, that, you know, he took too long to take Garrett Temple out of the rotation, for example. I You could make the argument that he's doing the same thing right now with Devontae Graham versus Jose Alvarado, an undrafted rookie who's been really good for the Pelicans this year. Um, but, I mean, that's really nitpicking at a guy who's in the head coaching role for the first time in his, in his life and, and, again, really can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, that's it's been really cool to watch him grow, especially because we talked to Monty the other night and he said his coach of the year pick would be his man, uh, Willie Green. And he was like, well, you would say it's because he's my friend and you're right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's been pretty cool, too. Has he mentioned just anything about what he's learned from his time in Monty? Because I know that this series, if it did happen, would probably be very special to the both of them. Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, it may have come up once or twice, um, you know, before before games against Phoenix earlier in the season. But I imagine it would be a big storyline if they were to play each other. And I'm I'm right there with you. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. So it's it's clear how much respect those two uh, people have for each other. Absolutely, Mason. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us and share your insight. Everyone, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Mason Ginsburg. We'll see you later. Good luck this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Hopefully play you guys in a few days. (laughs) Uh, I love that. I love hearing that about Willie Green because Willie Green is actually like he was genuinely so nice to work with. He's a good person. And as much as it sucked to lose him here in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see him move up in his career and, and be seemingly like thriving considering he's a rookie head coach. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the most he's he's one of the best candidates to get a head coaching job from this last cycle for sure. Um, you know, he's I know he was your go to guy mm-hmm. when you were at when you were at Bally's, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 great to see. You, and you can see in that first matchup, I'm glad he referenced that first matchup because that first matchup was problematic for the Suns mm-hmm. uh, because he knew some of the ins and outs of the team. 
double teaming Pre- Chris Paul in the backcourt, getting the ball out of his hands. Like he knew that, but then the Suns adjusted, and I know injury kind of helped that out a little bit. But um, I think it would be a great uh, mental battle between him and Monty Williams if they should meet up in the first round, which is another reason why um, I don't want to see this team. I just don't. <laughs> I I wish I knew Mason before I went to New Orleans because that Bourbon Street advice would have been helpful. So. <laughs> Bourbon Street is one of those things you got to do once in your life, but it then once you're do. done with yeah. it, you can move on. Like I, check it off your bucket list and never visit it's again. It's like I the gates of hell opened up when you walk down Bourbon Street. Wow, you like, guys really get me excited down. for yeah, potential Suns Pelicans matches. Honestly, though, I had I had a surprisingly coming for me. I enjoyed it. The first All Star game that I went to was the second weekend of Mardi Gras. And so you had all star crowd and Mardi Gras crowd. Oh God! It was it chaotic was... as all get out, but it was it was fun to walk down the streets and kind of people watch, and it, it was interesting. Yeah. I, I would recommend at least doing it once. That I do need to do same, it once. Still. That, that was my same experience. It is very much so. You start and Bourbon Street's like, oh, okay, and the further you get down, the seedier it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're at the very end, and you're like. <clears throat> I don't know how I wound up like, here. Like, we got to go back the other way. <laughs> we got to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win to win and get $150 in free bets instantly if they do. You're going to clinch a win no matter what. You guys know who's not in the play-in tournament? The play-in game? The Lakers. Lakers. Well, I was going to say the Phoenix Suns because... They're the best team in the NBA. <laughs> but also, the Lakers are not. Yeah, we our petty minds are like, fuck the Lakers. And we all went to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I, she's trying to set me up. I'm like, no, screw that. Let's yell at the Lakers. Yeah. But also, the Lakers aren't in because... They the suck. Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> and the Lakers suck. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, our you choreography also, is on point. Yes. We are killing it today. <laughs> You can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays, and for each day of the play-in, you can get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. Now is a great time to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get some skin in the game. Be sure to use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a reminder that it's 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So why is it called the play-in, but it's called the playoffs? Shouldn't they be the play-outs? Or you, like, I think... <laughs> Well, realistically, you're playing to get in. And then you're playing to knock somebody out. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Well, because you're, because it's like a face off, like you're playing off. And so you have to play (laughs) in to play off. No, I'm not going to say that. I saved you. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. We're going to share a DraftKings pick of the week. Okay. If you're betting the play in. Who are you putting your money on? Any of these games, what are you thinking that you would be able to win some cash on? I'm going to go to the Eastern Conference. It's going to be nuts, and you all can laugh at me. And But I think there is a, a chance that the Nets fall completely out. Can you bet on that? I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah. 
So okay, there's a chance love, in hell. I would love that though. God, okay. I would love that. The odds oh, would, I would probably love it. be I would pretty relish high. that yeah. day, <laughs> like almost as much as I want. Nets Bucks first round. Oh, we can't have that. Yeah, no, we can't yeah. have Bulls Bucks. We can have Bulls Celtics. Uh, Celtics Nets. Even better because I think the Celtics are completely overrated. Oh, interesting. Kyrie revenge game. Let's go. I'm, I'm probably gonna. I would bet. I don't know. I'd probably. I. You know what? I wonder what the odds are on the Pelicans making the eight seed. I might do that. I mean, that might be it's a Pelicans theme show, too. so it fits. You just want to give Saul his his worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. Uh, I, I'm. I would probably put money on the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. At least to win against oh, the it's Wolves. It's a safer bet. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I get that. Mm-hmm. I think if I was looking for a safe bet, I would do that. I would like the Pelicans to at least get out of the first play-in game yeah. just as a little nod to Willie Green, but then not the second one. Maybe. You, you I just, just realized we've lifted the shroud that this is live on Wednesday because those games we just talked about were played Tuesday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're listening to this, you know if we That's were right or wrong. That's what happens when you pivot from the script. <laughs> well, we had to do a draft pick of the week. What's your pick of the week? Oh, cool. I look like a genius because I just picked the Clippers and they beat the Timberwolves. Well, Surprise! We're not live Fingers right crossed. Now. Let's just do it again. Pick better picks. <laughs> do better. I guess I will go with the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I will pick the fill in the blank to beat fill in the blank in Friday night's game. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but my picks still work. So <laughs> Gerald understood the assignment. <laughs> Thank God one of us did. All right. Potential problem areas. Yeah. What, what potential problems could we see when facing the Pelicans? For me, mm-hmm. it's that the Pelicans are third in the league in offensive rebounds per game. And that has been a little bit of an issue for the Suns as of late and a little bit this season. The Suns are tied for 18th this season. That's exactly where I was going to go, is the rebounding. Uh, Against a team like the Pels, you better be on your A game boxing out. Otherwise, you're going to give them too many opportunities, and it's going to cause problems. Yeah, I I, I think that's a big one. Fourth and offensive rebounding percentage, third and second chance points. And they're also a good defensive rebounding team. So the Suns aren't going to get a lot of offensive rebounds. They don't do that well anyway. Um, I think the other thing is, Mason mentioned it pre- or, uh, quickly, but Herb Jones' defense, he is not your typical rookie, and he's a guy that can give a guy like even Devin Booker problems. He's an all-defensive candidate this year. I just if I made my list and I just left him off it, but he's been really good at forcing steals and blocks all season long. He's and I think top five in steals plus blocks this year, um, and then the other one is free throw rate. The Pelicans do get to the line the sixth most in the NBA, and we've seen the Suns, especially after the All Star break, get bogged down by a lot of these free throw heavy games. So if they're getting outshot by the free throw line, if Herb Jones is making life difficult for Booker, and if they're killing them on the offensive glass, suddenly this becomes a much more competitive series. Yeah, I I do not like. DeAndre Ayton versus Jonas Valanciunas and the, and the bigs in on this in this Pelicans lineup. I just it's not a matchup. I particularly uh, am excited to see. I could see where Da would struggle, which obviously you know starts a whole different uh, <laughs> line of discussion that, that we don't want to want to have to deal with in round one. 
So that's that's what I think a potential advantage for the Pelicans that I just I don't like that as a matchup for the Suns there. Yeah, the, I mean they're also very disciplined because you know they we talked about the Timberwolves how they like to create a lot of turnovers. The Pelicans are similar. They're seventh in steals, sixth in fast break points, and ninth in points off turnovers. Um, and they only give up the fourth fewest fast break points. So they're a very good transition team on both ends. Um, unlike the Wolves, who make a lot of mistakes and, and aren't the best transition team. So that would be a difference that you know you have to beat teams in these specific areas to give yourself a better chance. And the Pelicans are pretty diligent about a lot of this kind of stuff. All right, pros and cons of Gerald traveling to New Orleans. Well, I'll, I'll start with a pro because I've never been there. So it would be nice to check that one off the bucket list because I've never been to New Orleans in general. So I liked it. I did. I mm -hmm. liked my trips oh, yeah. to New Orleans, so no, no, I don't no. have any cons for you. There's a lot of honest. good uh, gumbo. Yeah, really a lot of good, good southern food, food for yeah. sure. Like that's one of my favorite parts about going to to New Orleans. So, yeah. and you get to go to Cafe Dumont. Oh yeah. yes. Oh my god, I had it for the first time a couple of weeks ago when we went to Senior Bowl. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, just the that's greatest. exciting. On that show, and I stand by this. They're overrated. They're good, but they're overrated. <laughs> um, <laughs> However, if you, when you do go, bring cash because it's cash only. Cash only. Yeah. There's an ATM across the street just in case you forget. Okay, good a to know. Alcohol poisoning and uh, beignets. Uh, this is the negatives and the positives. They're not for overrated. Uh, <laughs> Don't alcohol poisoning is overrated. The beignets it's are like fantastic. Bourbon street. You got to yeah. do it at least Look. once, and then you can decide after that if you're going to go back for a second or third time. Al alcohol poisoning or beignets. All right. Look, do not have do not have a hurricane. I'm just giving you that word of advice. Really? Those you things, could do it one time. No, I really, I think your liver would thank you if you did well, not. Well, listen, listen, Espo's liver can only take like a drop of alcohol no, anyway I, before no. he's all loopy and shit. Back when so I went to New Orleans, I was, I was a little bit more practiced <laughs> back then in my, in my drinking abilities. I don't believe you. And uh, you, know, you, you order one of these things that are dirt cheap on Bourbon Street. You mm. get this big glass. You're like, oh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of fruity. It's this. And then you realize, holy crap, I just had like six shots of alcohol in one drink and I'm on Bourbon Street now and it's on. Okay, so it's because it. so it's because it snuck up on you, not because it was gross. No, it wasn't okay. gross. It just It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. And you don't realize it's a lot because it's uh it it's in a, a packaging that you think, Oh, this isn't too bad. So I had uh we went to uh, a bar and uh, our our buddy Zach Stevens from DMVR mm. had bought everybody shots, okay. but he bought me a shot shot. So it came in like this huge, this huge uh, um, syringe. Oh, I okay. um, yeah. Oh. But nobody told me it's dark in the club, right? Uh -huh. Nobody told me that the cap was still on. So I'm squeezing the shit out of this <laughs> shot. And nothing's coming out, and all of a sudden it just erupted oh, because it busted out of the back, and there was like juice everywhere, <laughs> and it was like there was red, and somebody was wearing white pants, so they had like red all over the oh, pants. No. Oh, I would have been so oh, mad at yeah, you. Yeah, it looked like somebody <laughs> cut somebody open, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, since I'll be working, I'll just have one hurricane, and then just one for the gram, and yeah. then I'll. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna have a day in between. That's true. Oh, shit. Hey, I, was I was working two covering basketball and said, <laughs> I'll have one hurricane. And it devolved into me passing out in the Arby's that's on Bourbon Street. So, Damn, yeah. Espo. You can ask yeah, Sean Deloney about that. Face down. <laughs> no, up against the wall. I didn't. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
Oh, not Arby's. Oh, Honestly, my God. I, I, would, don't, I really don't have hey. any cons for New Orleans. I, would, I think you'll have a good time if you end up getting to go out I there. would pay to see Espo that drunk. <laughs> of course <laughs> oh he would. Oh, my God. <laughs> Arby's has the meat and had a really fat guy passed out on it <laughs> as well while I was there. Like, <laughs> no, you don't want to see me like that because it's not fun. It's just I get super sleepy. <laughs> and like, it is a little humid. It is. Is it? I'll okay. say that. I don't yeah. know about this time of the year, but it is a little humid. That's the only other thing. Okay. So right. if, if we're, since we're going to wrap up traveling girth for the fourth show that we're doing now, I would need you guys to rank the cities in order from best to worst that I might be traveling to for this first round matchup. I would say New Orleans first, only because you've not been there. Mm -hmm. I do love LA, but I'm going to say New Orleans first, then okay. LA, then Minnesota, then San Antonio. N New Orleans, Minnesota. And San Antonio and LA can burn in hell for all I care. So. All four. I suppose just has a, this I like, hate both hatred for LA. How many Arby's have you ruined across the country? <laughs> just the New Orleans one. Just that one. I, just the one. I agree with Lindsay. It would be those two and then Minnesota and San okay. Antonio dead last. Yeah. Okay. That's probably how I would have But Minnesota is well. better than San Antonio because at least it's walkable. And there is like stuff around where San Antonio, if you're not staying on the river walk, then it's not walkable. But even if you're staying on the Riverwalk, you still got to drive to get to the yeah, arena. Yeah, it's like 20 to 30 minutes to get to the arena. Oh, really? Because sometimes you get hit traffic or the trains. Oh, damn. Yeah. That doesn't sound like fun. Mm. Yeah, it's not okay. an ideal city, but whatever. Well, let's go Pelicans in this playing game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into predictions and wrap up the show, OG is, is one of Arizona's first scratch made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journeys. We've heard from a handful of people here at PHNX that the orange cream sickle indica, gum, indica gummy is really delightful and it's great for after a long day of hard work, doing shows, time to just kind of sit back and unwind. Um, we're both Arizona brands, so this is a great place to show a little love, right? Keep it local, support local brands. If you are interested in trying the amazingly delicious varieties, of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer. Go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. I also want to remind everybody out there that children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. So what are y'all's predictions? How's this one going to play out? Should they meet? Sons and six. Okay. Sons and five. I'm going sons and five as well. I'm going sons and five with this one. I totally understand where your head's at, Saul, but I still, I still just don't think it's enough. <laughs> I teetered between five and six for sure. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Any final thoughts? Let's get the damn playoff started already. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. When you're on Bourbon Street, remember. <laughs> Drink lots of water. <laughs> Don't go to Arby's. <laughs> the further you get down that street, the less you're going to remember. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> Ahoy hoy. <laughs>